This is the Gordon Damer Show. LeBron James. The New York Knicks got by 11 picks over the next seven years. You're the Los Angeles Lakers. You need picks. Thanks, but no thanks. Don't need them. Don't want them. You had your chance. You had a chance to come here. You've had multiple chances to come here. This regime, they focus more on substance over style. They focus more on game over name. It's going against what got you here. Stick to what's working. And what you're doing is working. It's not mixed results. It's clear you're on the right path. Just don't veer. Don't veer off the path. Stick to with what's working. This is the Gordon Damer Show. On 98.7 ESPN. We've talked a lot about the Knicks so far. We'll get back to the phone calls in a second. But I did want to kind of touch on some Jet stuff. Because you had that article come out this week in The Athletic. Oh, big breaking news. It's a, It was a real shocker when you learned that Aaron Rodgers is uh, serving as the actual GM. Bob Bombshell. Whoa. What? Aaron Rodgers? You're telling me Joe Douglas is not the guy saying, hey, get me uh, Alan Lazard? It was Aaron Rodgers who is, is pulling the strings? Bombshell. They didn't stop there. Nathaniel Hackett turns out he's a disaster at offensive coordinator. Whoa! Other bombshell. Who, who knew? Who saw that coming? The bombshells didn't stop Robert Sala was very sensitive and uh, worried about his his job security. Whoa! The bomb, the hits just keep on coming. But when you got through the article, I do think that I've heard a lot of people say, "Oh, that that article, that was a nothing." For it's funny to me. It's almost like now that Pete, no matter what reporting takes place, people, oh, it's, this is lies. This is all, they're just making this stuff up. If you're a Jet fan, can you, I mean, how do you sleep if that's, I think it's pretty well, now you might think that this is just more of the same, and that's, that's, I think there is, to me it's not a nothing burger, it's a nothing new burger, but how, how could you, no, this isn't true, the Knicks, the, 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 the Jets are not in dysfunction, they're not, they're, there's not chaos behind the scenes, it's ridiculous, this reporting. I, I don't know how you could look at stories and, and know what's going on with the organization and, and watch them year in and year out and think, no, there's no problems here. This is, this is all running the show perfectly. Um, but I think that the, the real takeaway for me was not about Rogers or, or the Hackett or really the Robert Sala stuff. I guess what, what kind of resonated with me was you, the, 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 the article gives you right away that they talk to 30 people with or around the organization. So I don't know how the breakdown comes of what, what are people around the organization? Are those people just involved in football that they're not really involved in the jets? The, I'm not sure, but whatever the breakdown is, you had people that what they're telling you, I don't think it was one person within the organization and 29 people outside of the organization. So you're telling me that there's some breakdown of people within the organization that the two reporters, Zach Rosenblatt and Diana Rossini talked to who are leaking this stuff to the, to, to the media. And you've already had the head coach talk about having to get rid of the leaks. And you had the quarterback publicly saying, we got to get rid of all these leaks. And 
there's there's direct uh, reporting in the in the article about once the report came out about, about Zach Wilson not wanting to return came out that that Sala had a meeting with the staff to get to the bottom of it and find out who had leaked it and yet the reaction to him holding that meeting and being ticked off about it was they were kind of like confused about it. They were, I think the word they used was he, they were bemused. They didn't understand his reaction. They didn't get it. So the, the coach and the more importantly, the quarterback have said specifically the leaking of information from inside the building has to stop. And we've gotten to the off season and, and whoever is talking, (laughs) Free flow of information. So they, they clearly, their relationship with the reporters or with the media is more important, I guess, than their job with the organization. That's not, it's not great. doesn't feel like uh, the, the, you would think that when the coach and the, the, G, uh, the, coach and the, uh, the quarterback come out and both say, this has got to stop, you'd be a little leery about leaking any information. Apparently not. Apparently just running on back. They're going to run back the, the same situation as last year and, People's actions are, they're going to keep doing what they're doing. They're going to do with what works. It's very, I'm sure this time it'll be different. I'm sure this time, this time it'll work. How could it not? It'll be a brand new year next year. A lot of the same faces. And this time around, because this time there's the, the this is the bottom line year. This is make or break. If it doesn't work this year, it's not going to work. If it doesn't work for the quarterback next year, is it going to, if it doesn't work when he's 40, you think it's going to work when it's 41? You think it's going to work uh, when you have to give a, a new contract to either the, the GM or the head coach? Mm. I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm sure it'll be fine. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Let's go back to the phones. Let's go to, uh, let's see here. Uh, John is in North Bergen. John, what's going on, man? Good morning, Gordon, Harvey, Joe Leo, company. Thanks for taking my phone call. What you got, John? Um, not much, OG. Uh, okay. I, you know, I agree with you. I, I always agree with you, man. Like, that's why, you know, I wake up and Saturday mornings just to listen to you. And, but I love you with you and Larry together. I love you guys, but all right. About my Knicks, man. I'm not mm-hmm. a Knicks hater after my Giants. Okay. I'm a Knicks guy. So that's my number two team, but. Um, I spoke to DNR, Barton Hahn, and I was saying I don't want LeBron. I don't agree with bringing LeBron. They shouldn't tweak anything because the chemistry that's going on right now, they shouldn't mess with that, OG. Like, And my second point is about uh, Carl Weathers. You know, I'm a movie buff as yourself. So, you know, he was Apollo Creed, but he was also, as you mentioned before, Action Jackson, and he was Dylan and Predator, one of my favorite movies to this day. So rest in peace to Carl Weathers, but that's all I got to right, say. All right, John. We got it. All right. Thank, thanks for the kind words. Note to sell. Who... who um... Who's uh, who's doing the call screening today? Oh, here we go. Who, who, Getting who, down to it. I, I'm just asking a question. There's two people. There's one person who's 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 not feeling 100. percent So maybe that's a possibility. But I, I'm just I, w- I was just asking a simple question. There's no no accusation attached to it. 
I, I think, guess by the response, that would be you, Harvey, is doing the call screening. Well, I didn't. You know, I'll take the blame for that one, yeah. It's, it's, it's yes or no. It's the, you don't have yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. Okay, interesting. Not surprising, but interesting. Spike is in St. Pete. Spike, what's going on? Well, first of all, I emailed you over the termination papers, and uh, you'll be escorted out of the studio. And right. Please, you, you get your last uh, check when you return to Comrex. So you got all that straight? I, I think so. All right. All I might right. make That's more off the Comrex than I will off the paycheck, but go ahead, Spike. <laughs> That's right. There's a high rate for that. <laughs> that look, expensive. Look, we, we, we talk after every game, and, and that's the, the, the rotation of the station. Uh, negative attack, uh, attracts more callers and listeners than positive. Do you ever wonder why every time a home run is hit, they go right to the pitcher? It's, it's just the nature. Julius Randle, the Knicks, with him out, technically speaking, there's more open floor space. Barrett and Quickly were ISO players. When you take ISO players out, this is no you know, great new news. It's just that the floor opens up. Deuce McBride is learning uh, on-the-job training how to distribute the ball. We know he can shoot, that's for sure. And the other night was his coming-out party, saving the game and getting to the bucket. Whether we win – see, I'm, I'm one step behind you, and I've told you this numerous times this year. I'm, look, I like to win as much as possible, obviously, but I'm good if we get into the second round and have a very competitive series – win or lose in the seventh game. I'm good with that. I don't want to make any deals. If it ain't broken, don't break it. I'm really happy with the squad. I think we found some hidden gems. I think Leon has done a fabulous job. I don't care if he speaks to put tape over his face. I couldn't care less. Let's enjoy each and every game because this has been compelling for the last two years to, to watch almost every game. And what happens tonight, it's odd to me, Gordon. You know, it's so unfair. And you've heard this, and you've even brought it up. You know, people, it's hard to go to a basketball game with a family. It's expensive. Tickets are expensive. It's just, you know, the arena is just 18, 20,000, 22,000. You bring your family, you want a decent seat, it's going to cost you 500 bucks to sit in the middle of the arena somewhere. If not more than that. And then the stars, I guarantee you, LeBron James and Anthony Davis will play tonight in the garden. And they'll give it all. But uh, the league is suffering through this whole uh, metamorphosis of there's not really – Denver's really good, and they could repeat. But there's three or four teams in the West that are good. I don't know what's going on in the East, if you could talk about it a little more. Philadelphia is decimated by injury. Boston just – something seems wrong there. Am I wrong? No, I, I think we've had that kind of – Spike, thanks for the phone call. I think we've said that for a couple of years where it just kind of feels like something's uh, off with Boston and they're the best team and, and, and going down the standings from there of the, of the contenders, be it – you know, we thought that there was a, a top three this year and that has, has kind of stopped being the case here recently because of the injuries with Philadelphia. But it feels like Boston – Milwaukee, Philadelphia are the top three teams, and now the Knicks have have kind of cracked into that. And I, I don't maybe, maybe they can hang there. Certainly, you hope so. You want to be able to avoid Boston if you can in that second round. But um, uh, it does kind of feel wide open, and it feels like each team kind of has their issues. Clearly, with Philadelphia, it's the the injuries. With Boston, it feels like the, the, the maybe the the mix is, is is just off for whatever reason, and I don't know that you trust uh, Joe Mazzula in a in a big series in the playoffs. So I think coaching is a question there, and and then with Milwaukee, the coaching again, the defense. So each even though they're the the 
those top three teams, or at least how we draw it up going into the season, those top three, they all they all have some significant and very real questions. It's not just trying to kind of pick at straws to kind of find some weakness. I think those those weaknesses are are, are front and center. Let's go out to uh, let's see here. Is it uh, Tom is in Manhattan? Tom, what's going on, man? Copy that. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, I was listening. And what you said some minutes ago before, uh, I guess what everybody's saying as far as we're needing someone else for the Knicks. No, I agree with you. We don't need none of that. That's so old. That's been happening a while, you know, quite, quite often as the decades with the Knicks. And they get other people that their stratosphere has, has been other places. So when they come, you know, the stratosphere, it just seems like it's faded. They don't, you know, they don't shine their brightest. Uh, yeah, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Uh, because people around were saying the Dolan curse, the Nick curse, the Garden curse. But what you have here is magical. I haven't been watching a lot of ball, but hearing the games, and then I actually got to see one, the one I think before the Pacers. I missed the Pacers one, but I'm looking forward to this game tonight. Uh, what they're doing is magical. Nothing needs to be changed there. And I also hear the talk of the second round with the Celtics. I actually like to see it myself. Uh, like the other fella was saying, hey, however way it turned out, please don't change it. The attitude is is, is great. It's great. Uh, another thing what you said about Lamar, uh, and I missed it. You're right. It comes down to the coaching. Uh, yeah, they came into that house like that was their house. But this guy got, he got experience, I guess. Uh, but he seemed so comfortable. It was just crazy. Just, you know, for me, for what I've seen. But, uh, yeah, Lamar, he didn't even look himself when he took off his helmet. I mean, yeah, they just floundered, floundered that. Well, look, Tom, it's on the coaching, but it's also on it's on Lamar. He did he did not have a, a good day that day, and that was a big spot for him. That was kind of a – at least until this – until he's able to get over the hump, that is a career-defining kind of performance, just like every time Josh Allen goes up against the Chiefs and, and fails – until you're able to get over that hump, that's a career-defining performance. Until you're able to break that narrative, that's what we're going to be led to believe with you. You've got to show that it's not the case. Mike is in the, on the New Jersey Turnpike. Hopefully he's in a car, not just standing there. Mike, what's going on, man? Hey, man. Um, so I just wanted to say that the article about the Jets was such a big nothing burger. Every single thing that was discussed in the article, we already knew. The only thing that was news was the thing about Salah getting mad about the leaker. Mm-hmm. And I think it's safe to say that you could reasonably assume that he would be mad about that. Every other piece of information was discussed throughout the year, was covered throughout the year. We all knew that all the, the team was a mess. This was not new news at all. It just had a big headline, and everybody freaked out about it. But at the end of the day, we knew every single thing in there but the leaker. Like, everybody needs to chill out. The Jets were a mess last year. We get it. Next year, maybe they won't be a mess if their quarterback plays well. It's yeah, I, but, but see, Mike, and, and thanks for the phone call, but that, that's not the definition. A, a nothing burger means that the story doesn't tell you anything at all. It told you stuff, but it's just stuff that we it's, – it's a nothing new burger, but it's not a nothing burger. And, and, and the reason why uh, it's still a problem is because all the same people are there. I think that there were two – the two – one was a big one, the one that I mentioned about – like people within the organization not even realizing why the leak was a big deal, even though the head coach tried to get to the bottom of it and the quarterback is publicly saying, this cannot happen anymore. 
And then the other thing was, there was also a line in there about how it's always been portrayed that the, the, the team loves Rodgers and is happy to have him around. But there was also kind of part that, that people were starting to, even the players were, were, were starting to get a little, it was starting to wear a little thin, the amount of attention and all that type of stuff. So, um, but it's not a, a nothing burger is that this stuff comes out and there's nothing in there. There was stuff in there. It's just stuff that we already kind of, kind of knew. Gary is in North Bergen. Gary Goma, man. Hey, what's up, Gordon? Thank you for taking my call. What you got? Um, I just wanted to hang in on the Knicks. Yeah. I think, you know, I'm a Knicks fan forever, and uh, they're, they're doing good. They're going to be good. Even if they don't get to the conference finals or whatever the finals, I'm still going to be a fan. It's a good team. I think they need one more piece for this year. I think they need a guy like Malcolm Brogdon coming off the bench. If they can get that. I think we can go all the way. We could, we could go all the way. All and the we'll way. See how it goes. All the way to to, to winning an run. NBA championship this year. Well, no, I don't say that. Okay. You know, well, I that's what all the way. I, 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 that's why you said all the way. That, that's that's what all the yeah, way generally. No, no. Okay. I, I just mean that they could they could get as far as they can get, mm. and if they don't get if they get to the conference finals and they lose or whatever, then that's that's good. It's still going to be good for next year. If they get to the finals, well, that's gravy on the train. Yeah. You know? Well, I, I look, and, and Gary, thanks for the phone call. Um, yeah, th- this, is, this is the ascent, right? The, the Knicks are, are out of the wilderness now, and, and they're back, and it's for re- they're a real good team, and the future is bright. It's not – they don't have a ceiling this year where they have to do this or they have to make the finals. There's still room for improvement. So, uh, to me – uh, you want to see progress with your team every single year. So if you get into the playoffs the first year and lose an opening round playoff series, okay. Then last year you get into the playoffs and you win a playoff series. The natural takeaway from that is progress this year is getting into the playoffs, winning not just one playoff series, but a second playoff series. Now, is there, is there a scenario where they get into the second round and as Spike was saying, they, they lose a seven-game series and it's really hard? Fight? Yeah, maybe. But I think clear-cut progress for sure. Get to the conference finals. You get to the conference finals this year. There's even the greatest Nick hater in the world will not be able to dispute that that is progress. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on ninety-eight point seven ESPN. Touched on the Jets. Some continue to do so. Touched on the Super Bowl and the playoffs and all that type of stuff. Have not touched on anything baseball related. And I got to be honest, with the state of of the Yankees and the state of the Knicks, the baseball's not really all that prominent in the in, in my sports mind these days. I'm I'm ninety five five on the Knicks and the five percent is the Yankees. But this was actually kind of a big week. Uh, with a couple of things that happened. A, the Orioles have, have new owners. Peter Angelos, who is one of the worst owners in the, the history of sports, certainly for the Orioles, he's out. And a new group is in, and that new group already uh, flashing and, and showing their muscles by going out and getting Corbin Burns in a deal with the Brewers, a, a pitcher, an ace, something that's immediately going to improve the, the Orioles' chances again this year. And, and let's be honest, Baltimore, the Orioles – have a very bright future. They are going to be the latest example, and people aren't going to, sports fans aren't going to want to hear this, but it's true. They're going to be the latest example that tanking works. 
When you know what you're doing, tanking has major benefits. And the Orioles, are it's not like they created this blueprint on their own, not in baseball. They're, they're following the lead of, of the Cubs. They're following the lead of the Astros. The Astros tanked for three years, and it, the plan worked perfectly. Now, you can't just lose the games and think that that's going to fix it. You have to have people that are that know what they're doing, and the Astros did and do, and the Orioles seem like they, they do. So for four years, the Orioles were one of the worst. They were losing hundreds of games. They didn't lose the 100 games in 2020 because they didn't play that many, but they are now set up with young talent. And the one question they had coming after last year was, well, how are they going to be able to afford to sign all these guys? Well, new ownership. So they are going to be a problem, not just for the Yankees. They're going to be a problem in the American League for years to come. And the Corbin Burns move is one that's just a, a sign, I think, of things to come. The Yankees offseason, now that it seems like it's complete, it kind of feels like a lot of New Year's resolutions at this point of the calendar. By February 3rd, a lot of um, resolutions, New Year's resolutions, have kind of gone out the window. And it starts out strong. You, you, you set a New Year's resolution going into the New Year. You're going to go to the gym. You're going you're gonna to get up at the crack of dawn. You're going to get your 10,000 steps in. You're going to watch what you eat. And then slowly but surely, there's a, there's a little crack here. Well, you know, I don't have to do this all the time. There's a little cheat meal here or a cheat meal there. And then the next thing you know, you get to February and you're staying up to 1 o'clock in the morning watching Netflix and stuffing your fat face with a whole bunch of food. And that kind of feels like the Yankees offseason. If there was ever going to be a, a moment of clarity, if there was ever going to be that rock bottom moment, you would think worst season in three decades for an organization that prides itself on winning, that would be the moment. And it seemed like when we got into the offseason, they were ready to set, they were ready to settle all family business. They were going to go out and have an offseason that that fans have been clamoring for forever. And it started, wow, they got one. So they went out and got one soto. Boom. Here it comes. Here comes the comeback after their worst season in three decades. And then from that point, it's kind of like a New Year's resolution. Yeah, a couple little things here. And it just kind of petered out. Alex Verdugo and, and Marcus Stroman and all these kind of things. So uh, it does kind of feel like they are done. I know there's still some, some speculation about Blake Snell. I, I, don't, I don't see that happening. Who knows? Maybe they'll add a reliever here or there. I'm not sure. But the offseason, boy, it started with a bang, and it ended with a whimper. It came in, what is the, the line about March? It comes in like a lion and out like a lamb. The Yankees offseason came in like a lion and went out with a lamb. And considering the competition that is in the American League East, they couldn't afford to have an offseason that came in like a lion and went out with the lamb. I, I feel like the season is going to start, maybe start out with a, a lion and, and end up like a lamb outside of the playoffs once again. And what will the excuses be there? We just had injuries. Who could predict such a thing? I don't know. I think just about everybody. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. It's impossible. I'm just getting warmed up. Full of hijinks. And look, I'm not your friend, so I'm not your friend. I'm your enemy. And educational. You sound like you're a moron. It's what I learned on TikTok, starring Gordon Damer. It's, it's really starring Harvey Cruz and Joe Lee. I don't know if that's a, it's a good thing, a bad thing, but it is that time. I know that much. 
I, as a 53-year-old man, spend way too much time on that TikTok app, but it's, it's very addicting. Very addicting. And it's because I learned such interesting but yet completely useless information. So what we do with this segment, in case you've never heard it before, is I give Joe Harvey four pieces of information, three of which are, are false. Just I've just made them up. They're ridiculous. But one piece of information sounds, it, it can't be true, but it is true. And it is something that I learned this week on TikTok. So Harvey, Joe, uh, it, Harvey, is Joe still with us? He is still with us. All right, that's good. The patient is still is still is still around. I'm not going to leave work early. No, no, I thought I'd pass away. I thought you weren't. I didn't mean. <laughs> that's with us. not. It's like extreme now. Yeah, you die on your own. T- you wait till the Anita Mark show to do that. You stay with me for this show. That's that's what I need you for. All right, so who's batting lead off today? I am. All right, Harvey. Stink. <sighs> Which one do I want to use for Harvey? All right, here we all go. Here we go. I think we'll use this one. Harvey, number one, when electricity was first introduced at the White House, then-President William McKinley hired a staff of people to flip light switches for both he and his wife because he had a fear of being electrocuted. Didn't trust the technology. Number two, Kenny G is by far the most popular musical artist in China. In 2021, his sales of records were almost double that of the second most popular artist whose name I'm not going to try to pronounce. Number three, the game of chess is banned at the International Space Station after games got too competitive back in 2003. Or number four, Jimi Hendrix was once kidnapped by the Mafia. Wow. Uh, I'm surprised you didn't give me that name that you tried to pronounce. No, I'm not going to. I don't need to go down that road. It's not good for me, and it's certainly not good for him or her. I'm not sure. So you looked this up, and you don't know if it's a him or her? I, I, I didn't do the research on that part of it. I just did the research on the Kenny G part. I don't. It, it doesn't really matter who's number two. It could be anybody. You're number two right now. Um, yeah. You would know, buddy. Let's go with the first one. I'm going to go with that technology one. All right, technology. When the electricity was first introduced at the White House, then President McKinley hired a staff of people to, fl- the, to flip the light switches because he was worried about being electrocuted. That is incorrect. That is wrong. Do, Joe, do we, do we remember the last time Harvey got one of these right? He was 0 for 3 last week, I'm pretty sure. Feels I think like the week October before that, you were sick. Of like 2022. It might be. It's been a while. 2022. Right. It's been, it, it, buddy, it's been a while since you got one of these right. You should be thanking me that I'm not looking these up. I appreciate, look, look, I, 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 I expect your honesty. That That's the only thing I expect. This is not, it's not one of those segments where people ask questions and, I better not go down that road. You might get fired. Re- um, I might. This might be the last show. That's generally how it happens. Uh, all right, so to recap, Kenny G, most popular musical artist in China. Number two now, the game of chess banned at the International Space Station after games got too uh, competitive back in 2003. Or Jimi Hendrix once kidnapped by the mafia. Give me the chess. The chess. Oh, yeah, the chess. No, that's also incorrect. God, you're wrong. You think they're playing? How would they keep the pieces on the board? It's the International Space Station. It's in space. Look, when, if, if you're working for, for the space station, you're, you're way too smart for me, so I wouldn't know. 
I'm sure you figure out a way. Where's my rook? It's floating over there by the window. No, that's incorrect. So now you're down to Kenny G and Jimi Hendrix. Yikes. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. Do I want to get this wrong? What's my legacy if I get this wrong? I think your legacy is much like uh, Lamar Jackson, and I think it's pretty much set in stone at this point, buddy. I am an MVP. I will go with the Jimi Hendrix then. Jimi Hendrix. All right. Lock it in. Yes, that is actually correct. Yes. Finally, Harvey back on the board. Now, it wasn't exactly... Coming out of the box strong, but Throw me still. Throw a bone, man. Come on. That's, look, you got it right. Yeah, Jimi Hendrix uh, was, I think it was 69, was kidnapped by the mafia. Nice. And the people that kidnapped him were trying to hold up uh, for a bunch of money. But it turns out that Jimi Hendrix's manager was also somehow connected. And he had better connections because Jimi Hendrix was like his meal ticket. And he had like a big debt that had to be paid. And if he didn't have Jimi Hendrix, he wasn't going to be... So the people who kidnapped Jimi Hendrix, well, let, I think we all know how that turned out. All how right, is so, that not a movie? I don't know. There is a book. There's a book about it. That needs. To I haven't be a read movie. it because it's a book. I, I what, what am I doing? By the way, my son is reading. Um, what is that book? The the Kite Runner in school. So I said, ah, let me let me pick it up. Why do why do audio books? Why are they cheaper than? than actual books like i downloaded it no not not for me it is for me i said oh give me the cheaper version and the 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 audio book was cheaper than the 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 than the hard copy like the 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 digital download of the book god bless him i don't don't understand why digital downloads even cost all that much money i don't know if he reads ebooks but i know that on my apple books the the books are cheaper than the audio books by plenty it, well, that would make sense. I just went with whatever the cheapest option is, and then I hit it, and it starts reading the book to me. I can't focus on people reading me. I mean, what, 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 a child? You're a cheap guy. Well, I, I just figured the cheap. Just give me the cheapest. I don't need the bonus edition of this thing and the writers. I can't follow it. I'll be honest with you. Uh, it's a huge bestseller. Not for everybody. All right, Joe, here we go. Are you, you're right. You, you do the Navaj. You got your... your Nasal passages cleaned out and everything okay? Yeah, I called Chuck Navage. Uh, I almost called him Chuck, Chuck Navage. <laughs> He's not Chuck Navage. Chuck Divine, and yeah. uh, we're good to go. All right, here we go. Number one, the singer Danzig, Glenn Danzig, from the band Danzig. His father was a mathematics genius and the loose inspiration for the movie Goodwill Hunting. Number two, most of the asteroids in our universe exist between Jupiter and Uranus. Number three, when he was president, Calvin Coolidge would have a White House staffer rub his head with Vaseline every morning. Or number four, pigeons have nipples. So again, to recap, the singer Glenn Danzig's father was a mathematics genius who was the loose inspiration for the movie Goodwill Hunting. Number two, most of the asteroids in our universe exist somewhere between Jupiter and Uranus. Number three, when he was president, Calvin Coolidge would have a White House staffer rub his head every day with Vaseline. Or number four, pigeons have nipples. I feel like this one is just tailor-made for me. Like, if okay. you, if you put, tried to put in a chat, chat GPT, like yeah. uh, uh, what I learned on TikTok for me, mm-hmm. this is this is, all four of these are right up my alley. All right. 
and is extremely hard for me. But uh, the first one I got to go is most of the asteroids in between Jupiter and Uranus. Lock that one in. Lock it in. No, that is incorrect. Um, yeah, no, that's. I just pulled the. Uh, I pulled the old Uranus card. <laughs> I'll fall for that one every time. You really do. You really do. All right, it's hard not to. I understand. Uh, all right, so now we're down to uh, three. Glenn Danzig's father was a mathematics whiz. Uh, Calvin Coolidge liked to have his head rubbed with Vaseline, or pigeons have nipples. I'll go with the pigeon one. Pigeons nipples. Yes, pigeons nipples. All right, lock it in. I really wanted to give that one to Harvey, but no, that is also incorrect. No, pig- pigeons do produce milk, but they don't have any nipples. I don't know how they, I think they regurgitated or something. Who knows? It's disgusting. Pigeons. Ugh. Uh, all right, so we're down to two. You got Glenn Danzig or you got Calvin Coolidge? I'm going to go with Calvin Coolidge. All right, lock it in. Yeah, that's the truth. Yeah, that is uh, true. Calvin Cool. I don't know why he was doing that. Uh, maybe it was just he liked to have a shiny head. Not really sure. But imagine being that. Uh, yeah, your new job responsibilities, you are going to rub the president's head every morning. Can you get your wife to do that? Can you have? Apparently not. All right, so uh, moving on. All right, so final one. You guys can team up together, but now we flip the script. Now there are three truths and one lie. And you have to spot the lie. Here we go. Number one, an elephant molar tooth weighs up to 12 pounds. Number two, the coating of jelly beans is made from insect secretions. Number three, there's a fence in Australia that is longer than the distance between Miami and Seattle. Or number four, a piece of metal becomes permanently stuck together if they touch in space. I'm going to go with the jelly beans one. I don't think that one's... I did, you I don't did, think that's true? No. Okay. All right. All right. Harvey? Um, Show ends at noon. I'm just I, I zoned out for a bit. I'm going to just go with the first oh. one. How about that? But the first one. All right. Zoned out. Well, I would tell you somebody's right and somebody's wrong. I got to blame it on the illness for Joe. Harvey is correct. Oh, Do no. You b- yeah, that's the lie. Yeah, Harvey is correct. Do you believe in miracles, people? <laughs> on on the anniversary of the Giants helmet catch, Harvey has pulled one out of I don't know where. Yes, an elephant's a molar tooth does not weigh 12 pounds. But the other three are absolutely true. And there you go, people. That is what I learned this week on TikTok. And now because of the segment... You have learned it too. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number coming up. The Leftovers on the Gordon Damer Show. 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. Yes. So there you go. In there, your there, face, there's Gordon. The com- there's the, uh, In your com- face, Gordon. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. A hungry Damer is never full. At this stage of my life, eating is like 90% of my joy. Where he answers the unanswerable. Gotta do something with my hands, I gotta get busy. No algorithm can defeat the GD. Just take it right in the face. Right in the face, don't worry about it. These are Gordon Damer's leftovers. Yes, it is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. I should tell you that uh, LeBron James is uh, questionable for tonight. And uh, it is is expected that he will play. It could be his his last game at at Madison Square Garden. So that's uh, that's something there. 
And then um, what is the story with OG? He's also questionable for tonight, but but I think uh, Grimes is out again, right? Okay. So we got that all cleared. Of course, we'll have Knicks, Lakers. Our coverage gets underway 8 o'clock right here on your home for the Knicks, 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. I, I will say before we uh, get to Joe and uh, Harvey's leftovers today, uh, the one thing that I have is that the Internet has failed me, and it's failed you too. Why is I, that? I am stunned that I have not seen a single tweet, a single post anywhere of a T-shirt that says Jalen Brunson born to play basketball. I figured for sure that was what, Thursday? By Friday morning, I would see posts of people selling T-shirts, Jalen Brunson born to play basketball. And I was ready to, to purchase one of those. If, if they put a little, I don't want just it written on a shirt. I want a little thought put into it, but not too busy. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a delicate balance. But I did not see anything, anyone, anywhere. What, what is going on? The internet, you let me down. Very disappointing. All right, Joe. All right, Harvey. What do you got? I got one, and it's sticking with MSG. It's arguably the bigger game at the Garden this afternoon. St. John's, John's. UConn. Yeah. Patino versus the number one team. I think the energy in that building will not leave from about noon until, what, 1130 when the Knicks game is over? So, tremendous day at MSG. And if you're doing the double dip, I mean, you can't get better basketball than you're going to see today at noon and at 830 in the Garden. Well, let's hope that St. John's does not let us down. Uh, this is usually the time of year where St. John's, even in years where there are expectations, uh, sometimes things fall a little flat. So uh, it, it, we hope it's going to be different now because uh, of, uh, of Rick Pitino and, and all those things. And let's see if that's the case. Let's see if that's the case. Big, uh, a big challenge, right? Taking on the number one team in the country. So uh, hopefully that is the case today. Harvey, what do you got, buddy? I'll just say this. It is very apparent to me, and believe it or not, there is more to life than, than just watching football. I think it's, it's great that we're finally going to end the season about time. And look, there's more. Joe just said it. St. John's against UConn. We got the soccer aplenty. As a soccer guy on the station, there's plenty. A mm-hmm. stacked weekend of soccer. The season has started there. No, the MLS season starts on the 21st, I believe. But the of Rebel what? season starts on the 25th. Of, the, of, of, tw- of a February? Yes. Oh, okay. It is all coming. Right. I already got my, my pass, mm-hmm. my season pass all set to go. Mm-hmm. I am ready. And you can also catch up on your shows, books, if you're a reader like I know, Gordon. I these are all, these are all, uh, these are all second place substitutes. These are, th- this is not what anybody wants to be doing. And well, good. football, it starts, it starts in beauty. It starts with a full slate of games at one o'clock. You plop down on the couch and you know you're not moving outside of taking care of bodily issues. You're not moving until very late on Sunday night. And then it, it slowly starts to go away. And then you get some Saturday games and that's fun. And then you have Saturday and Sunday and then you have a playoff. And then it just kind of all goes away. And, and now you're just trying to kick it cold turkey. It's staring at your family. It's a problem with this nation. Nobody goes outside and just, you know, smells oh, the it's air. It's February, dude. It's it's February stinks. It's not a fun time. It's not a time where to go walk outside. So you just punted on Valentine's Day is what you're trying to tell me. Look, I've been married for a very long time. Uh, Valentine's Day, that's for that's for amateurs. Oh, my. That's that's, that's when you're you're still trying to prove yourself. Once, once you are tried and true and um, deep in the game. That that's for that's like that's like uh, New Year's. 
That's amateur hour. So you're tried and true, huh? Oh, the tridest and the truest, buddy. Please. All right, let's squeeze in a couple more calls here before we hand things off to Anita. Uh, Richard is in Manhattan. Richard, what's going on, buddy? Gordon, I just want to talk to you about two-point spreads. Okay. I find very, very intriguing. All right. And I don't gamble, so I could care less. But I just love numbers and probability and things like that. Uh, LeBron is five-and-a-half-point underdog to the Knicks last, tonight. Yeah. Do you think that has ever happened in his career? Uh, five-and-a-half-point underdogs to the years. Knicks. Yeah, that's probably that's a good point. Probably never has. 15 years, maybe 18 years after his first year. Do you think he was ever a five-and-a-half-point underdog to the Knicks? Probably I not. I would, because it's not like All the right. Knicks have ever had that year where they were way better. Well, so. that's that's right. the whole gist of the point. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's not just now, that LeBron's good. It's that the Knicks are bad. It's a combination. Correct. But five-and-a-half is still five-and-a-half. It is. All right. Let's go to the second point. Uh-huh. And this one you painted yourself in a corner, but I'm going to – I'm going to get you on this. Okay. You, you were telling me that uh, Pat Mahomes is the greatest quarterback of our generation now, correct? Of this generation, yeah, I think so. Okay. And the quarterback is 80% of the NFL. Is, am I correct in that? Well, I don't know if it's, if it's, if it's that specific. Richard, we're, the show's get to the point. Why is he a two-point underdog to a quarterback who was drafted last? Because we didn't realize, and thanks for the phone call, we didn't realize how good he was. Teams didn't realize. But, but you get there's so many variables. You get put in the right situation with the right talent and the right coaching. He's a whole lot better than that. And he wasn't even the Niners' first pick. Their first pick, their, their first choice was, was Trey Lance. But that didn't work out. And sometimes that's the way life works out. But that's going to do it for our show for, all, I mean, uh, three hours. It just flew by. Thank you to Joe. Thank you to Harvey. Thanks to all the callers. Thanks to you for listening. Anita Marks is coming up next. Enjoy the Knicks. Enjoy St. John's. We'll see you Monday night. I'd be surprised if you didn't get fired after this show.